All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation This episode is brought to you by Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com. You can also find their delicious coffee on Amazon. Uh, This episode is also brought to you by MyBookie. Christmas has come and gone, and the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've just seen what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the big game. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. 
industry if you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games my bookie is where you want to go if football is not your thing don't worry my bookies got it all from the nba to the premier league kurt i love premier league soccer uh they've also got the fastest payouts best promotions and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team you can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week you can parlay your wagers let you bet multiple games together and if they all come through you win big my bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around if you join right now my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars that means if you deposit two thousand you'll get an extra thousand in free money to play all you have to do use our promo code which is box score that's b-o-x-s-c-o-r-e to activate the offer once again use the promo code box score to get your extra cash from my bookie bet win get paid my name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined, as per usual, on Sunday evening by Captain Kurt Beach. Kurt, how are you doing, brother? Adrian, I'm just living the dream, man. Just making a, some Christmas cookies, home, home for the holidays, and just enjoying these last couple days of 2019. Nice. How about yourself? Um, enjoying the holiday as well, man. Just, oh my gosh, it's been great. We, you know, did the typical family thing we're opening up presents we went to my wife's families then to my family so my kids just get spoiled uh they have so many toys it's just ridiculous and then we went to great wolf lodge and we did like the water slide thing uh today i literally rushed over here from getting out of the movies we just saw star wars so it's been like non-stop family stuff action it's been great man i've been enjoying it and uh we still got a few days of vacation left too so i love that like you know the rest of the time is just going to be rest and relax what about you anything upcoming this week um taking it easy the next couple days and then got a big old family new year's eve party so looking forward to that and then like you said a couple more days of vacation after that and then jumping back into the old work grind i can't believe kurt we're gonna be writing 2020 like when I was a kid, I thought like the year 2020 was like this crazy far out futuristic date where they're like there was going to be flying cars and people were just get, like it was going to be crazy futuristic. And that day is like now this day just days away from 2020. It's so crazy, man. It's insane. Yes, sir. Well. I guess we should talk some hoops. I think that's probably why uh, people tuned in. And uh, we, you know, le- we were just talking off air about how last night was, or yesterday was, the crazy 14-day insane. I mean, 14-game slate. So we got a little lighter slate here. I think we only got five games here for you and I to talk about. But Kurt, you and I um, can do can make five games. We can make that into a full uh, show. So I know we're going to have no shortage of stuff to talk about. Um, any, do you see anything news or noteworthy? I don't, but you think there's anything we need to discuss before we jump into these box scores? No, nothing crazy that I can think of. Um, 
I got yeah, no nothing. monster injuries or anything that I've seen lately. No, I haven't seen anything. No big trades went down. No um, giant injuries that I know of. So uh, let's, I guess let's just jump right into it, man. Um, I'm going to start with the first game of the evening. The Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Toronto Raptors. And uh, this one, you know, a little disappointing because um, we know all these guys are missing uh, from Toronto They've got a lot of injuries. Um, Thunder have their share of injuries as well. Gallo is out. Dennis Schroeder is out. So, you know, both these teams not 100%. So it was a really tight game, 98 to 97. The Thunder getting the victory. I'm going to check out what went down on the Thunder side first. And uh, I think I'm going to start with Shea Gillis-Alexander, a guy who was a little disappointing at the beginning of the season. He's been really coming on lately, and the scoring is starting to come up. 32 points on 12 of 21 shooting. The fact that he took 21 shots in this game is outstanding. Um, I love he filled it up to three steals, two assists, seven rebounds, three threes on 12 of 21 shooting, five of six from the line. One disappointing thing is that it doesn't look like Chris Paul's going to get moved. There's a lot of buzz that the Thunder just couldn't hang on to CP3 maybe till the offseason. But, hey, I'm really happy to see uh, SGA trending upwards regardless. Speaking of Chris Paul, a beautiful game from him, man. Flirting with the triple-double. 25 points with 8 assists, 11 rebounds, three threes he shot nine of 18 from the field perfect four four from the line i guess if you got a gripe about something he had five turnovers but with that line i don't even care um let's see uh man adams has been playing really good this game was not a, one of those good games only shot two of seven for nine points did give you a block to steal six, six rebounds but if you got steven adams you're gonna stick with him he's been trending up lately um, you know, with the injury to Gallo and Schroeder, they started uh, Baisley and Ferguson. But, uh, you know, 12 points from Baisley. But in standard leagues, we really can't trust either of those guys or Ferguson, who had a goose. Ferguson had zero points in 36 minutes. Kurt, I used to play ball in high school. I think if I was in an NBA game, I would, of course, do horrible because I'm not an elite athlete. But I think maybe if you gave me 36 minutes out there, I could just chuck one up and get lucky and, like, get one in the rim. This guy in 36 minutes did not score a single basket. That's actually – that like, that seems like that would be harder than score – like, not scoring a basket. Anyways, I, excuse this uh, crazy <laughs> tangent that I'm going down. All right. Um – Nerland's Noel, this is a nice, you know, he's kind of been trending down with Steven Adams' arrow going up. Noel's been a little bit slightly going down, but in just 19 minutes, Noel gave you a, a pretty good line here. 13 points, and when I say pretty good, I'm really talking about the six defensive stats, three steals, three blocks, with the 13 points, with an assist, four rebounds, on a perfect 5 of 5 shooting and 3 of 3 from the line. He did not miss a shot tonight. This is great. Um, you're sticking with Noel. I think there's still a chance that maybe guys like Adams or Danilo Gallinari could get moved. So, I don't know. You're sticking with Noel if you got him. In deeper leagues, definitely worth a hold. Um, let's see. What else? Not much else here to talk about. Kurt, what do you think of the Thunder? Um, Not a whole lot has changed from a fantasy standpoint. 
good to see CP3 rolling. I think he's still yet to miss a game. Number He is number 12 per game value in 9-cat over the last two weeks. So really rolling. And, you know, he's, he's a hard guy to move because of the constant injuries throughout his career. But if there's somebody who thinks that he's going to stay a first-round value, uh, I would definitely try to move him. Maybe you could get, like, a top-20 guy. But if not, don't feel like you need to unload him. Sometimes the best way to go with guys like him or Kevin Love, if you can't trade these injury-prone guys, sometimes just ride out the value. Ride it until the wheels fall off. Yeah, I like that. What went down on the other side of this game? All right, so the banged-up Raptors still don't have any kind of timetable on Siakam uh, nor on Norm Powell, and Mark Gasol, I think, is supposed to miss uh, a couple weeks. So it leaves them a little depleted, but uh, Serge Ibaka's been doing pretty well in their absence. He had 12 and 14 tonight, two assists, one steal, two three-pointers. Kyle Lowry, number... uh, Sorry, he had uh, another big-minute game tonight at 39 minutes. I'm really concerned about the minutes that these guys play. It's just the more, the longer you're on the court, the more likely you are to get an injury. For an injury-prone guy, it's a little scary. He had 20 and five tonight with a steal, a block, two threes. Fred Van Vliet wasn't shooting super well from the field today, seven of 18, but he chipped in 20 points, eight assists, a block, four threes. Um, OG Ananobi, he's an interesting guy. Um, on the season, he's number 96, nine cat, and 161 over the last 30 days. Over the last 14 days, he drops down to 192. So he is trending down in a hurry. Uh, he, I believe he was a top 20 asset early in the season uh, on the strength of his defensive stats and threes. I think he has to get it going. He took seven three-pointers today, didn't make any. He had the one steal, no blocks. So... I think he's a buy low guy. I'm seeing some blurb saying hold on to him, which I think is funny because if I owned him, I wouldn't be considering dropping him anywhere. But that means that there are probably people out there who are frustrated and are ready to move on. So just because that potential, that 111 potential, kind of like a Robert Covington type, I would pick him up if he gets dropped anywhere. Um, let's see. Pat McCaw started. 37 minutes, 13 points, two assists, two steals, three three-pointers. Uh, he's kind of like a fringy guy to own while some of these other guys are banged up. I'm not really jumping out to grab him. Same with Terrence Davis, 27 minutes off the bench for 11, 6, and 3, two steals, three threes. The guy here that probably most people are interested in from a fantasy standpoint is Chris Boucher. He's number. He only saw 19 minutes tonight. Nine points, five rebounds, one three-pointer. He can really help you in blocks. But he's been doing this thing where he kind of, his minutes have been yo-yoing up and down. And unfortunately, the times when he's getting big minutes, most of it is garbage time. So if he's not getting minutes with all these guys banged up and he's going to be under 20 on a nightly basis, uh, he's actually still fringy standard league value. In the last 14 days, you know, not a big sample size, but he's number 108 on 52% shooting from the field, 83 from the line with 10 and 5 and 1.1 blocks. So not amazing, and it's a smaller sample size. But as much as I like his upside, I don't think he's a must hold, 
but in competitive leagues, it's hard to find somebody with that kind of value. So I'm holding him where I have him. Ronda Hollis Jefferson, I didn't see any news of an injury tonight, but he only saw three minutes. So that's interesting. I know he was picked up in a lot of places. I don't really like him in standard leagues, maybe a deep, uh, deep league kind of guy. And it really, really, that's about it. Adrian, what, what did I miss with these guys? Man, you, of course, you covered everything. But the guy that I just want to touch on real quick is uh, Pat uh, Patrick McCaw. Um, this guy's been playing really good. His previous game had 18 points with 8 assists, 7 rebounds. Um, has played over 32 minutes in the last three games. So I feel like he's... It, I mean, this is like after tonight. I feel like... He's worth the pickup for the short term with uh, Norman Powell, Siakam out, Mark Gasol is out. Um, they just moved OG over, and they're starting McCaw. And I think uh, I think he's worth a look in some deeper leagues. Anything twelve or deeper, uh, he could be worth a look. Um, and you know, I'm not hearing any news on when Norman Powell or Siakam will be back because this is a short-term stream. When those guys come back, it will totally kill his value. But again, those guys are out indefinitely. So, uh, I mean, we could get another week or two if of this. So uh, he's he's the guy that's kind of piquing my interest, Kurt. Um, other than that, man, you pretty much covered everything. Let's jump over to game two, the Charlotte Hornets and the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the Grizzlies getting the victory, 117 to 104. I'm gonna check out what went down on the Charlotte side. I'm gonna start with the best player on this team. That's Devonta Graham. 16 points, 10 assists, four rebounds, two steals. Man, this guy took 12 threes and hit three of them. Uh, just crazy how much volume he gets from downtown uh, was five of 18 from the field. So the shooting wasn't super great. Uh, wasn't good, but he was three of three from the line. And I just love the 10 assists and the two steals. And of course, if you got this guy, you got him on the cheap. You likely picked him up off the wire. He's been one of the best pickups of the year. Um, Terry Rozier has been coming on. I had some really good games of late, but tonight, um, only shot three of eight for nine points for eight and also had eight assists a steal didn't have any threes was three three from the line but he also had five turnovers so not a great game for uh, Terry Rozier um, Washington's back happy to see this guy back in the lineup 16 points for him a block and assist four rebounds four threes for Washington five of nine from the field two of five from the line if he was somehow dropped in your league uh, he could definitely be worth an add. Kurt, the guy who aggravates me the most, man, I don't know what to do with this guy. Miles Bridges just continues just to put up these low-end lines like tonight, prime example. Eight points, seven rebounds with one assist, zero defensive stats, didn't hit a three, shot four of ten. Man, this guy has been uh, – of course, I have him on every single team because I was really high on him. I thought he would be – um, a breakout, a nice sleeper breakout guy this year, and he has just let me down. You can't trade the guy because his trade value is so low. I can't drop him. Um, so you're just kind of stuck with this guy. So um, pretty aggravating. Bismack Biombo is getting the start. Him and him and Cody Zeller are like 
kind of canceling each other out because they're both getting like minutes in the 20 range and both are like uh, it's just I wish they would just give one guy like 32 minutes and keep the other guy but they're both kind of evening out um neither guy's worth in I mean neither guy's really worth owning in standard leagues although Cody Zeller did have 14 points and Biombo did have 10 points with two blocks and six rebounds so if you're really desperate for center stats in deeper leagues like 14 teams uh I can understand why these two guys could be owned um let's see other than that Hmm, I forgetting. Monk had a nice game off the bench. Malik Monk, 18 points, a steal, a block, five rebounds. Um, and then other than that, man, not much going on here. Kurt, what do you think of Charlotte? Um, I guess if you had Batum for some reason in Deep League, mm. he had his second healthy DMPCD. Nice. So if, if you were hoping for uh, some kind of revival days of Batum... Uh, he's he's definitely a drop pretty much everywhere. The guy that I'll I'll just touch on again, like you said, Devontae Graham has been a monster. He and Rashawn Holmes are just kind of lapping the field for potential pickup of the year. Uh, in his last 30 games, he's number 46 in 9-cat uh, by Yahoo's ranks. These these numbers are crazy. 27, sorry, 20.7 points in that time frame. 7.7 assists, 4.3 threes, and he's only hitting 35% of his shots. And he's doing that at a high volume, 18 attempts per game. So he's probably really taking a cleaver to your field goal percentage. But even with that, again, number 46 on the season. So he actually has room to go up. It's pretty hard to shoot that bad over the course of a season. So if he can get that even up to, I don't know, 42%, 43, I mean, he could be a, a top 30 type guy. So I think he's actually, this might sound crazy, but I think he's actually a bit of a buy-low guy. What do you think about that, Adrian? Yeah, I, li- I like that idea. Um, and I think, um, you know, I like. I think it's possible you could uh, steal him right now to somebody who, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> who's, who's maybe not as high, like, on him, or who doesn't expect him to... Uh, trend upwards for the second half of the season. I think you could probably get a good deal on him. So I I, I like that idea. Um, anything else from the uh, from this team? Now, nah, man, you want to hear about the Grizzlies? Yes, sir. Alrighty. So we had Jaron Jackson play 25 minutes tonight. Actually, the whole team was pretty low on minutes. 14 points, 12 boards. I think that's. Uh, Gosh, I, I, I want to say you can count on one hand the number of double-doubles he's had because he doesn't normally rebound like this. He also chipped in two blocks and two three-pointers. Over the last 30 days, he is number 40 in nine-cat, and that's on only 29 minutes a game. So we've seen Memphis not wanting to play their guys a whole lot. In the last 30 days, the only guy that uh, tops out at more than 30 minutes a game is John Morant, and that's at 30 30 minutes and five seconds. So they keep the minutes low on these guys. If his minutes ever went up to 32, again, already number 40 on nine cat, which is crazy. In that span, he's he's scoring 20 points, pitching in three threes, and 1.8 blocks. So he's starting to round out into the player that everyone hoped that he could be preseason after a pretty bumpy start early on. Kyle Anderson got the start today for Jay Crowder, who was out with a sore ankle. 
Uh, we know he's got the ability to kind of contribute across the stat sheet. Six points, nine boards, two assists, one steal. I'm not racing to pick him up. He could be a DFS punt kind of guy. Uh, Valanchunas, 16-9 and nine with five assists. He's cruising along at, a, I believe, a top 60-type value on the season, doing just fine. John Morant, kind of an off night for him. Six points, seven assists, no threes, only took eight shots. He'll be better. Dylan Brooks continues to start. 20 points, two assists, two three-pointers. Uh, only 23 minutes for him. I could see owning him in a 12-team league, but I wouldn't be holding on too tight if a hot free agent uh, pops up. Brandon Clark's been doing pretty well off the bench. 25 minutes tonight for 18 points, four boards, three assists, one steal, three blocks, one three-pointer. We know this guy's a stud. Um, if he can ever get a 30-plus minutes or carve his way into a starting role at some point in his career, he's going to be a great guy to have. Let's see, 25, sorry, 26 minutes for Grayson Allen for 15 and five with three three-pointers. DeAnthony Melton. He saw only 23 minutes, but chipped in seven points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, one three. This is another one of those guys who's kind of like a, a per-minute monster on the stat sheet. The last 30 days, he's only playing 20 minutes a game, but in that span, number 107 in 9-cap. So if those minutes ever trend up, he jumps back into the starting lineup. He's going to be great. He's already in standard league conversation right now in just that 20 minutes per game in the last 30 days. Other than that, let's see. Tyus Jones had six assists two, and two steals. Mm, that's really about it. Did I miss anything here, Adrian? No, and the guy I want to touch on is the guy that you mentioned, DeAnthony Melton. He, he kind of piques my interest in that I think he's a guy who could – uh, really blow up in the second half of the season. I've heard some buzz. There's some people who believe that at some point he could even start next to John Morant. I I guess they there's certain times where they share minutes on the court together in the backcourt. So um, he's the guy that piques my interest because as you mentioned, he's kind of like a per minute, uh, can really accumulate stats in a short time. Um, and so he's a guy, if you are in one of these leagues where you got the opportunity or the luxury to kind of stash a guy for the second half of the season, I, he's really piques my interest in, in um, all the leagues where it's not hurting me to kind of uh, keep him on my bench or whatnot. I've, I'm trying to get him anywhere that I can. So uh, the, o- the only thing else that I want to add is I got Ja Morant and I got a lot of shares of Ja and it's a little disappointing tonight, just the only two of eight shooting, just the usage really low. It's just kind of a weird game. Um, all right, uh, let's jump over to the next one, the Houston Rockets at the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, this game was super disappointing, man, because no Harden, no Westbrook, no Capella. Um, so the starter is just taking a big hit from the Rockets' side. Uh, on the Pelicans, you know, we know – no Zion yet, but other than that, they had most of their team play. But I'm going to look in on the Rockets. Uh, Pelicans getting the win, 127 to 112. I'm going to check in on the Houston side. And, you know, with all those starters missing games, Daniel House, man, 22 points, 
three assists, six rebounds, two threes on 10 of 18 shooting. Uh, he gave you two. Oh, yeah, uh, two threes as well. Um, Hartenstein got the start. 19 points, two blocks, four assists, nine rebounds. He shot nine of 11, which is nice. One of two from the line. Um, P.J. Tucker, eight points, didn't really do much else. Six rebounds, two assists on 4-7 shooting. But uh, if you have P.J. Tucker, he's been pretty good in for the year. So, of course, you're just going to keep him locked in. Uh, Austin Rivers and Eric Gordon's back. And Austin Rivers getting the start in the backcourt. Eric Gordon had 20 points, three assists, a steal, a rebound, four threes. A pretty nice game from um, Gordon. I don't know if I would pick him up in even in standard leagues just because when CP3 and Harden – I mean, I'm sorry, CP3. He's not on the the Rockets anymore. Oh, my God, I'm going crazy. When <laughs> Harden and Westbrook return, don't know really uh, Eric Gordon off the bench in just like a low 20-minute role. I think on most nights, if the shot's not falling, man, he's really going to give you a goose egg or a low-end line. So in standard leagues, I don't think I would pick up Eric Gordon anywhere or or Austin Rivers. Um, I'm not expecting Harden or Westbrook to miss much time. Harden is an Iron Man. He just doesn't really miss time. And Westbrook, I think this was just like um, uh, like a maintenance uh, type of a thing. So I don't think it's anything serious with either of these guys. Um, off the bench, you know, Macklemore's had some good games. He could be streamed in some deep leagues. 12 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 threes. Um, but also, you know, Macklemore is going to take a hit with with Eric Gordon back and this team all of a sudden kind of really deep on the wing with uh, Rivers, Eric Gordon, Macklemore emerging and then, you know, House and Tucker. So kind of tough. Let's see. What am I missing? Not much that I can think of. Kurt, what do you think of the Rockets? Well, the only, only thing, like you said, with Eric Gordon returning after a six week absence, you'll probably see people run and pick him up after tonight. But again, with the big three out, who knows what his minutes are going to look like. In standard leagues, I don't think he's worth owning unless you're super desperate for threes. He can get you two or three threes a game, but he does it on a pretty brutal percentage most nights. Tonight, 50%, but wouldn't expect that to continue. Also, with that, he might kill the value of Ben McLemore, possibly uh, Austin River, probably Austin Rivers more than McLemore. And he might cut into Daniel House's uh, shot attempts, too. Hard to take too much from tonight's game with the big three out because they had to play all these guys. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think Daniel House can survive. Uh, Rivers, I don't think, is a standard league guy. McLemore is probably a drop, too, if you're streaming him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't don't read too much into it. It's good to file away that if this ever happens in these three hours again, uh, you could look to Hartenstein or Hartenstein and Chris Clemens for maybe maybe a, a streamer or a DFS punt type of guy. Um, one thing I'll touch on for this particular game, Houston at New Orleans, both of these teams only have two games next week. They're uh, two of three teams that only go two times, Houston, New Orleans, and Philadelphia, only twice this week. So, again, if you're keeping, if you're holding one of these fringy guys, the Macklemores, the Rivers, uh, I, I think they're pretty easy drops. And same for any fringe guys on the Pelican side. 
On the Pels side, we have Derek Favors really ramping up his minutes lately. 35 tonight. That's usually more minutes than his body can handle. He had 12 points, 16 boards, 2 assists, a steal, and only took 9 shots. Uh, the efficiency's always there with him. Brandon Ingram has been having a great year. Last 30 days, number 15 in 9-cat. Uh, percentages are great. Still hitting two threes a game in that span. 1.1 steals, half a block. Tonight, 27-6, and six, four assists, two steals, one block, two three-pointers. Perfect 5-of-5 five five from the free-throw line. A lot of people were writing this guy off um, after last year. His, his fantasy game just wasn't really there with his percentages and his turnovers. Not a lot of defensive stats, but he's one of the biggest improvers on the season so far. And I wouldn't expect too much of a drop-off, even when Zion, if Zion comes back. I, I mean, I think this is pretty much his team. Lonzo Ball played 40 minutes. This was a regular a regulation game. Interesting. So 40 minutes for Lonzo Ball, I would guess that's probably a season high. He had 27 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 7 three-pointers. 7. And took 12. Monster game for Ball. I uh, could... I would probably put money on that being his best game of the year. So potentially a sell high guy, but for me, he'd need to do that more, more times for it to be uh, believable. JJ Redick only saw 19 minutes tonight when all the rest of the starters saw 35 plus. So that's interesting. I think it was mainly due to Etwan Moore getting hot off the bench. So with that, Redick had zero points. Actually, his only stat was a uh, two assists. So bummer there. Uh, he'll probably be better on most nights. I think it was just a hot hand approach here. Drew Holiday, 25 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, 4 three-pointers, 2 blocks. Great game from Drew Holiday. I feel like he's really, really coming on in these last few weeks. But surprisingly, um, by Yahoo's player rater, in the last 30 days, he's number 90 in 9-cap. That surprises the crap out of me. I thought he'd be way higher than that. Uh, because in that span, he's averaging 20 points, almost five boards, almost six assists, one and a half steals, and .7 blocks. Those are great numbers. But he's sneaky bad right now in his efficiency. 43% from the field and 60% from the free throw line. Those are very low numbers for him. Uh, gosh, let me very quickly... I forget about it. I was going to try to look at his, his numbers compared to last year, but I know those are probably career low numbers. So, again, he seems like he's doing great on the stat sheet, but those percentages are really bad right now in the last 30 days. So I think he's a big buy low guy. Sure, there's the the chance that he gets shut down a bit like last year, but, I mean, if you can ride these kind of numbers even for a couple months, I think that's worth it. Let's see who else we have over here. Jackson Hayes, I guess, is an interesting one. Only saw three minutes. I don't see any sign of an injury. Five points, three boards, one block. I've been pretty high on him the last few weeks. He's really been tailing off with uh, Derek Favors seeing most of the minutes in the starting lineup. He's probably a drop right now. He's number 150 in the last 30 days. Only seeing 22 minutes, but... Yeah, with these guys going twice next week, I think he's a drop in most standard leagues unless your league's super competitive or you have a really deep bench, and then you probably want to hold on because I think he could have a really strong second half, but right now he's just not there. 
Um, also, Derek Favors could go down with an injury at any point, too, and that would uh, give Jackson Hayes a nice boost. Uh, we mentioned Etwan Moore quickly. He got hot. 25 points, four assists, one steal, five three-pointers. I'm not interested in moving on, uh, picking him up in standard leagues, maybe in a 14-16 teamer if you're trying to stream. Again, only two games for this guy next week. Josh Hart played 26 minutes off the bench, 0 of 8 from the field, 0 of 7 from three-point land, 0 of 2 from the free-throw line. So that's kind of strange. Obviously, that equals zero points. He had seven assists and two steals, four rebounds. He's one of the fringier guys on this team. He is number 165 over the last month, so I couldn't blame you if you want to pick up a, a guy that's going four times this week. Mm, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, another guy that has intrigued us early on. He was a DMP CD tonight. Uh, don't, don't hold there unless you have a crazy deep bench or uh, room to stash. And unless I'm missing anything... That's that's really the main things that move me. Yeah, sorry, move the needle for me. Uh, Jackson Hayes being a cut candidate, Drew Holiday by low, and that's about it. What did I miss, Adrian? What's your take on these pals? Um, you 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 covered everything, and I like I like your take on Hayes. You know, he he's another one of these guys. We mentioned Melton in the previous game, and he's he's another one of these guys that you can kind of see potentially breaking out in the second half of the season like we've seen glimpses of it unfortunately you know with favors kind of coming back and playing strong with his minutes ramping up he's it looks like too he's he's peaking out right now he played 35 minutes it's just Hayes is just getting it it sucks because this team they've got these fringy guys uh like Alexander Walker and Hayes and they've got some guys that we could get really excited about but they're kind of deep uh their their starters are really good so unless they decide to like move on from guys like Favors and Holiday and kind of re just embrace a rebuild because the team's really bad and their record I think is a lot worse than what they expected um they're they're 11 and uh, 23 so you know it's just uh, unless they kind of make a move to embrace the youth, it's a little difficult to see Hayes and guys like Alexander Walker getting the minutes needed. But um, if Hayes gets dropped, I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to keep a close eye on him on the watch list because I could definitely see him if they would just give him minutes in the low t- to mid 20s. I could see him definitely being a breakout for the second half of the year. Okay, let's jump to the next one. Uh, the Sacramento Kings taking on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets getting the victory 120 to 115. Uh, I think uh, Br- I saw a tweet from Brewski about something about the Kings. I don't know if they played last night, uh, but something about them you know, like flying in late, getting on a bus at 2 a.m. And like he kind of predicted that this could be a rough one. And actually, to be honest with you, they actually, when I'm looking at the box score, they actually played really well and lost by five points. That's pretty respectable against a really good Denver Nuggets team. So um, I'm going to look in on the Sacramento side. I'm going to, I guess I'll start with Buddy Heald, who, 
Uh, I think he's made some remarks in the media about um, the coaching staff not trusting him. I think he's been a little disappointed in his role um, and his usage. But tonight, had it going, 20 points, a block, two steals, eight assists, five rebounds, three threes, took the most shots out of anyone on the team, Had took 18 shots, drained eight of them. Uh, this is nice to see. So if you got healed, hopefully he can start uh, turning things around and start trending upwards. Um, Nemanja Belica, 27 points, a block, two assists, six rebounds. I thought this guy was just going to uh, fall off a cliff when Bagley returned. And now Bagley was out for this game. So, um, you know, he's got a left foot injury. So I think we're going to see Bagley back soon. So if you have Belitza, just keep streaming him in the short term. De'Aaron Fox, man, I'm so happy to see this guy back. Um, 18 points, 13 assists with two rebounds on 7 of 12 shooting. He was a perfect 4 of 4 from the line. Rashawn Holmes, this is what I like to see, man. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal. Had a big game the other night, too. Had a big double-double the other night. He's just been playing great. Uh, I mean, Kurt, I'm looking on the player raider for nine category total value average on the season so this is not per game he's like first round value Rashawn Holmes it's just ridiculous now this is on the season so uh I hope I'm reading that right man because that just it just seems it just seems ridiculous to see his name right next to guys like Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and uh, Carl Anthony Towns it's just crazy if you pick this guy up off the wire you are just uh you're you're just playing with house money and you're loving life man so um it's outstanding from Holmes um and you know even though Holmes saw that little dip when Bagley first came he started to get it going again so I think uh he kind of uh got used to playing with Bagley I think his role kind of got a little clearer so let's hope when Bagley returns it doesn't affect Holmes um, negatively too much. All right, Barnes with a disappointment. Uh, only six points, but played 29 minutes. He should be much better than that. Uh, Bogdanovich, you know, 27 minutes. He got seven points, a steal, a block, and assist, five boards, two threes. He's still worth owning in, uh, I think, anything 12-team or deeper. I think you're still sticking with Bogdanovich. As long as, he, you know, he's coming off the bench, but as long as he's getting minutes in the upper 20 range, he should be much better than this on most nights. Um, no one else here that I trust. Corey Joseph, Trevor Ariza, Harry Giles looked good in the game, but man, you just can't trust him. Um, and uh, man, Deadman, man, I think he's getting DNP CDs after I think they gave that guy a big contract in the offseason. So uh, you really would expect Deadman to get moved here in the uh, trade, maybe near the trade deadline. I don't know. Uh, I think even Deadman himself said that he welcomes a move. Um, let's see. Other than that, man, I'm grasping for straws. Um, what do you think of the Kings? Um, well, with Bagley out, we don't know how long he's going to be out. That, again, like you said, makes uh, Nemanja Bialica a nice streamer while he's out. Um, when he does return, Bielitsa probably goes back in the drop uh, territory. But I think Bagley, if if you like him, if you think that he can 
do better than he's been doing lately. Uh, currently number 133 in 9-cap per game. I think he's got nowhere to go but up. He missed however many weeks it was with that finger injury. Returned, played eight games, out again, and uh, getting low minutes in the 20s. I mean, I, I bet there's got to be at least some doubt in people's minds if they drafted Bagley. So I think he's a buy-low guy. I think Fox and Heald are also buy-low guys. Fox is 114 on the season, Heald 97. These guys can do a lot better than this. Uh, and then just to piggyback what you said, Adrian, on Rashawn Holmes, been a monster, number 13 per game in the last 30 days, 9-cap. The percentages are just crazy. 67% from the field in that span, 86 from the line, uh, one 1.5 steals, 1.1 blocks. Yeah, he's just been an absolute monster. I was a little concerned when Bagley returned that Luke Walton wasn't getting it right at first um, and splitting them with the center minutes, but we saw a couple games there that he finally moved to starting both Bagley and Holmes. So that's pretty much removed all doubt in my head in terms of Holmes's value. Yeah, I think he's just going to be a monster all year. He, he might... A little might come off the top, you know, when Bagley is back. And maybe at some point in the season, I would see Bagley getting 30-plus minutes a game. Maybe that uh, takes a small hit into Holmes's value. But for the most part, I mean, he's he looks like he's going to be an early-round guy all season. What do, what do you think on that, Adrian? Yeah, I think I think you pretty much nailed it. You know, I would, I'd expect when Bagley returns, uh, you know, maybe we see a small dip from Holmes. Maybe they do that thing again where the— they use Bagley as the backup center. Like they kind of treated that as in, uh, let's get Bagley acclimated slowly by using him as a backup center. And then when he was ready, they moved him to power forward when he was ready to start. So, you know, maybe they do that again and home sees a little dip, but eventually I think we're going to uh, see them start together. Like we saw right before Bagley went out. And then, Kurt, as as you mentioned, somebody who has Bagley, they might be really, um, you know, even me, I don't really have any shares of Bagley, and I'm starting to wonder, is this guy injury prone? I think his rookie year, he had a bunch of little minor injuries here and there, missed games, and we're seeing it again, a left mid foot sprain like uh can this guy stay healthy so you know maybe you can buy low on bagley um uh you know maybe now is the time to get him on the cheap so i kind of like that idea that you had there um and that's about all i got what uh what went down on the nuggets side of this game all right so we had gary harris out tonight with a left shin contusion uh he was probable coming into the game, so this probably isn't a long-term thing to worry about here. Also, we had Paul Millsap out with a left knee injury. Uh, second game he's missed. I'm not sure. I don't think there's a timetable on how many he's supposed to be out. But, you know, aging guy, knee injury, a little bit concerning there. He's been having a good season, so I wouldn't cut him. Um, let's see. So... With Gary Harris out, Michael Porter Jr. got the start. Probably his game, best game of his young career so far. 19 points, 6 boards, 1 assist. No defensive stats or turnovers. Chipped in a 3, perfect from the free throw line, 80% from the field. People are probably going to get excited about that. But again, missing two key pieces here. The Nuggets should be a playoff team. So I don't really think the opportunity is really going to be there for Porter 
this season, I mean, maybe maybe some guys start dropping and he becomes one of their go-to guys off the bench, but I don't think he's worth a pickup at this point unless you're in a pretty deep league. Jerry and Grant started with Millsap out. We know that he's a, a solid player to own. He showed that last year. When he gets minutes tonight, 33 minutes, 18 points, two rebounds, one steal, two blocks, two threes. Um, yeah, he, he definitely helped you in the blocks category. So if we get news that Millsap's going to be out in an extended period, he's a must-grab, I would say. Nikola Jokic, after yet again a slow start to the season, we found that he does this. 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal. Actually kind of a quieter night from him. But in the last 30 days, he's number 11 on the season. Great percentages, almost averaging a triple-double. And in the last 14 days, he's number eight. So if you're able to get him on the cheap, congratulations. Again, just keep this in mind next year. If he, he's starting off slow for the first six weeks, uh, buy low on him. That's just kind of how he starts. I don't know what he does in the offseason, but he, <laughs> he tends to come back out of shape. So um, Gary Harris, this is surprising when I'm arranging – uh, the Denver team here by their value in the last 30 days. Very surprised to see that in the last 30 days, he's their second best fantasy asset. Number 72 in that time. Uh, 47% from the field, 89% from the stripe, 1.7 steals. And Gary Harris, when he was a top 50 type guy, I believe that was not last season, but the season before. A lot of his value came from his percentages and steals with the ability to chip in about two threes a game. So I, I said, I think last week that he was a pickup. I still think that, even though he was out tonight. Will Barton, he saw 30 minutes, 19 points, five assists, one steal, one three. He's been having a solid top 75-ish season, I believe. Jamal Murray, 13 and seven, two steals, one block, three threes. I think he's kind of a buy low guy because he's currently number 100 over the last 30 days, and I think he's better than that. Off the bench, Malik Beasley got some extended run with a couple of these injuries here. 11 points and a three. Um, his fantasy game is mostly relying on good percentages and threes, so I don't know, maybe, maybe a deep league guy you could stream if uh, the two starters continue to be out, but not a pickup in standard leagues. Miles Plumley, sorry, Mason Plumley, 15 points, six rebounds, two assists off the bench in 22 minutes. Really, I, I'm not interested in anyone off the bench for the Nuggets uh, in standard leagues and probably not in 14-teamers or 16-teamers either. Adrian, what did I miss here? I feel like I'm missing something. What's your take on these guys? Man, I just – this team is just so deep. It's just uh... – two of their main starters out of the rotation in Millsap and Harris and they still have one two three four five six seven seven guys wait one two three four five six seven guys in double figures with two of their main starters out it's just this team is just crazy deep man I mean from a reality standpoint it's great right because you you're just you you can plug these guys off your bench and it's just your team just doesn't miss a beat. So from a reality standpoint, reality basketball standpoint, it's great for winning. But for fantasy, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. 
and mm-hmm. um, it's just tough, as you said. I mean, you just with so many great starters, none of the bench guys you really want to trust. Even some of the starters, although I love your take on Barton, I think he's a nice by low guy, just as you said. And uh, you know, Gary Harris started turning things around, but um, eh, it's just tough. Uh, it's just a real tough team. It's just so deep. Um, I do want to mention I was thinking of picking up Jeremy Grant in a couple places, but I'm hearing that Paul Millsap was pretty close. I think he was a game-time decision in this one, so he could easily be back in the next one. I think it was just a bruised left knee for Millsap. So if you were thinking of picking up Jeremy Grant for a stream option as I was, likely it could be a wasted move. So uh that's about it, man. You covered everything there. Let's jump over to the. I think it's. I think we're on the last game of the evening, uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. I was interested in this game, man. Uh, the Lakers getting the victory, one hundred eight to ninety five, but the Mavericks played them really tough in the last one. Anytime Luka Doncic is going up against uh, the Lakers and LeBron, it's an interesting. It's an interesting setting. Another interesting note in this game is that um, LeBron and Anthony Davis were uh, iffy coming into this game, but I believe both guys did play. But I'm going to jump in on the Dallas side of this game first. I got to start with Luka. 19 points, 2 steals, 7 assists, 4 rebounds on 5 of 14 shooting. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith had 12 points, a steal, a block, 3 assists, 6 rebounds. Three threes on four of eight shooting. We know Finney Smith can do this every so often, but he can also give you some really bad low-end lines. So because of that, in standard leagues, he's tough. Deeper leagues, I've seen him owned uh, because of lines like tonight. Uh, Dwight Powell, I've seen him jump on and off the waiver wire. Uh, seven points, 11 rebounds. Did have a, a block and two steals. So uh, an okay game here. Love the defensive stats. And um, shot two of six from the field, three of four from the line. Poor Zingas, man. This is kind of a bummer. He was playing so strong and with Luka back, you feel like his usage kind of takes a hit or that his numbers just take a dip with uh, Luca back in the lineup, and uh, we're seeing it a little here tonight. 11 points. Um, now, also maybe had a little foul trouble, but he did play 30 minutes, so I still expect a bigger line here from Porzingis in 30 minutes. 11 points, a steal, a block, seven rebounds, three threes on four ten shooting. Not the worst line, but he was just, uh, you know, like he was flirting with 20 and 10 with full line so a little disappointing to see a little dip here but um, of course stick with uh, Porzingis I think he'll be fine um, who else am I missing Hardaway uh, now he had to have had an injury here let me take a look at this because he only played seven minutes um, yeah, I believe it was a hamstring yeah injury. will not return a hamstring injury for Hardaway so uh, who I don't know man in his absence who is the guy, DeLon Wright, 14 points off the bench, three steals, three assists, four rebounds on five and nine shooting, one three. He might be your guy. They also have Curry who could pick up some minutes as well. He only had seven points, but um, he we've seen him have some good games off the bench. Uh, Berea played nice off the bench, 12 points, but I don't think we're even looking at him in any leagues. Um, I don't know, man. That's all I got. What do you think of the Mavericks? 
The only thing is with Hardaway going down, he'd been he'd been doing pretty solid as a three point specialist in the last thirty days. He was hitting three point three a game, sixteen points. Um, you could probably you should probably hold on, but Hardaway's injury history he he seems to miss extended time anytime he's hurt, and I, I believe he's had. I think it was two years ago I had him on a lot of teams, and I think he had a hamstring injury then that cost him a good amount of time. If you have an IR and you can afford to hold on, I would do that. The other thing that I'll just touch on real quick is DeLon Wright. Very surprising. I feel like he's on waivers in half of my leagues. Uh, in the last 30 days, he's number 48 on the season, 9-cat. 48. That That's shocking to me. Wow. Uh, and that's only in 18 minutes a game. A lot of that strength comes from his efficiency, 50% from the field in that span, 100% from the line, uh, less than a turnover a game, averaging about seven, three and a half, and three and a half. But then he also gets a lot of value in his steals, 2.0 steals in that span. So, I mean, in only 18 minutes a game, and he's a top 50 guy, extremely roto-friendly guy, head-to-head. Definitely, I think he's worth a pickup, too. Just for those steals alone, and then still contributing across the board. If his minutes ever go up, and maybe maybe this is his chance with Hardaway out, but Hardaway only played seven minutes tonight, so that left a lot of minutes on the table. It's not like he played uh, three quarters of the game and then went down. So in theory, the minutes were available tonight, but we still saw Delon only get 19 minutes. But again, super efficient, super effective in that short run. Maybe we see Seth Curry get a little bit of a bump, but I think he's more of a 14-teamer right there. Mm, yeah, not any final takes on these Mavs, Adrian? No. Alrighty. On the Lakers' side, pretty much the usual suspects here. AD and LeBron have been battling a little bit of uh, injuries in the last few days. Uh, Anthony Davis tonight, 23-9. and nine. Four assists, two steals, one block. LeBron James had a low-scoring night. 13 points, six boards, but chipped in 13 assists. He's been a monster in assists this year. I want to say, without looking at any stats, I think he's number one in the season per game. Two steals, two threes. Uh, It was good to just see both of these guys play with a little bit of of dings that they've had lately. Other than that, it's kind of the same story here. Everyone else kind of trades decent games, and I don't think any of them are must-owns in standard leagues. Kyle Kuzma had put together a string of decent games, but then tonight uh, he went 0-4-7. Yeah, he'd had three decent games in a row, 16 points with a three, 25 points with four threes, 24 points and three threes. He hasn't been a standard league guy on the season, but if you need threes, uh, the Lakers go three times this week. Um, maybe give him a shot if LeBron or AD whenever they miss time he's also a good streamer there over the last 10 days uh, KCP's actually been getting good run let's see last 30 days average KCP's been getting almost 30 minutes a game 49% from the field 78 from the free throw line 10 points 1.43s and .9 steals so I don't feel like much has been said about him, and he's probably not a standard league guy. But with those percentages and almost a steal a game, we know that he can hit threes. 
he could be a sneaky guy to add. Uh, probably a 14, more of a 14 teamer there. Not super interested in Rondo unless you're really desperate for threes. Danny Green on the last 30 days is number 173 on the season. If you've been holding on to him, yeah, he can get you threes and steals, sometimes chip in some blocks. I don't think he's a must-own. Yeah, really, it's, it's kind of the same old story here with the Lakers. Wouldn't you agree, Adrian, or are you seeing something I'm not? No, I I feel like I sometimes say the same things over and over. Like, yeah. I sound like – and with the Lakers, man, it's like exactly what you just said. It's just, you know, after LeBron and AD trying to figure out – the rest, uh, who's going to step up on a night-to-night basis, it's like roulette. It's like uh, it could be, you know, I don't know. It could be Danny Green or it could be Avery Bradley or neither of those guys. Maybe it's Rondo. Maybe it's Caruso. It's like uh, trying to figure out. The front court's the same way, man. It's like between Dwight and uh, JaVale McGee, maybe they have a good game. Maybe they don't. Yeah. It's like so frustrating. You really – it's LeBron – it's AD. I guess Kuzma would be the best third option. And then after that, man, it's just uh, really tough to peg who's going to go off. And usually somebody does go off. One of these other guys do, but trying to figure out who it's going to be, Kurt, it's like, uh, I don't know. If you can figure it out, you're a much smarter person than me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think it's worth the headache either. I don't think so either. And, you know, I know there are some people that play in some deep leagues and – you know, I mean, I think Danny Green is rostered in like more than 50% of leagues. So, um, you know, I know there's some people who just, you know, you just being having a guy who's starting, who has the ability to go off is valuable. So I understand that some of these these fringy Laker players are rostered, but yeah, tough. All right, Kurt, I think that's it, man. Um five games we're just under an hour it's kind of uh crazy so uh any closing thoughts here before we wrap a bow on this one uh where can listeners find you at anything you want to plug uh no plugs listeners can find me at the usual twitter handle that's probably in the description captain Canegas. um hit me up with your questions i really do like answering questions um if you've been hitting me up in the last week or two uh probably a little delayed with my responses I think I've hit everyone who's uh, sent me a question, but if I haven't, uh, just ping me again. Sorry about that. I'm in the middle of a three-week span with the family. So, um, yeah, not giving 100% of my free time to basketball, but, yeah, definitely hit me up there. And, Adrian, this is our last show, at least our last Sunday show for the year. So next time – listeners tune in it's gonna be 2020 i don't know if it's gonna be the roaring 20s but yeah we'll we'll catch you in the new year adrian what are your final takes oh man just a great night of uh great night of action kurt i like you i'm a little out of it in this holiday mode with the family so i i i totally feel you man i'm like in the same boat as you and uh i'm glad you mentioned man the last show of 2019 what a crazy year what an amazing decade it has been for hoops for basketball for fantasy i hope you guys are all enjoying it having a great season and uh kurt i'm excited on uh 2020 man let's 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 bring it hard into the next uh year man i think uh i'm i'm i love doing this show with you man it's a lot of fun so i'm looking forward to um 
just more great shows into the new year. So, all right, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. Um, hit, hit me up at Twitter also. My name is Adrian Benjamins, at Adrian Benjamins. Love hearing from you guys as well. And thank you guys again for listening and for supporting the show. I guess Kurt and I will see you in 2020. Yes, sir. See you in 2020. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.